And you gotta close that door too. And we're here. And we're live. And I mean, you could be in here. You don't gotta leave. This is the this is the first episode. We've done little testers, but this is gonna be the one, uh, the very first episode of the Viva Mezcal podcast. Which, if you see it on as, as another name, then it is what it is. But for sure, it's the Viva Mezcal podcast because I'm Viva Mezcal and this is my motherfucking podcast. But we might call it Kicking Back or we might have some real clever, cool name. Um, stay tuned for that. Uh, I'm here at EOTR Studio, Montebello, California. It is June 1st, 2021. We're doing some construction and shit. Mad Max is over there fucking building something, which... You know, a rapper holding a power tool is always a funny-ass thing to see. Because uh, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Uh, anyway, though, I just wanted to get this shit off the ground. It has been a thought, um, a little brainchild of mine for years. We used to have the ELTR Studio podcast back in the day. And we used to throw on SoundCloud and all that already four or five years ago. Um, since we got booked for pay dues and we, we got that going for a minute. Uh, but you know, man, like anything else is just about being consistent. And we talk about that all the time. Success will fuck you up sometimes. Or, you know, I meet artists all the time who they, they're in a better position than they were. Um, you know, and it almost starts to make them lazy, you know, and it happens to us. It happens to us. We are motherfucking artists. We are crazy. There's a lot of shit going on in our lives. I don't think I know any artist who's just normal and just you know, is really good at making all these plans and these commitments. It's tough. It's one of the hardest things for us to do. Hence why we chose this crazy ass lifestyle. But um, yeah, more than anything else, it has just been a trip. Uh, I just had my first child, uh, my first son back in February. So the adjustment of becoming a father has been a beautiful process and has provided its own challenges like a motherfucker. Um, but I trip out now, you know, now he's three months and I'm tripping out just on, you know, now I could look back and see the transition and see it a little more clearly. And I'm sure a year from now, I'll be looking back at the three months and being like, damn, it was it was a certain type of way. You know, uh, it's a rewarding, rewarding process. And I mean, it's just dope. It's just dope to have my son there. And I feel like I've known him forever, you know, so it's. It's a trip. Um, I'm still making the adjustment. I had someone ask me the other day, how has the adjustment been with being an artist and being a father? Uh, it's really early to call, but you know, I'm, I'm in the process of it. And even right now, this summer doing these, I want, we're going to be doing a lot of more, sh a lot more shows, right? We're about to open up the LA is about to open up. I was just in Utah this past weekend. They ain't wearing masks. They don't give a fuck. It was crazy to be walking inside of a gas station. We hit like this, uh, almost like a dick sporting goods. It was like some other shit. I forgot what it was called, but it was this huge fucking sporting outdoor fucking, uh, like superstore. And like, no one's wearing masks. Like the people who are working, aren't wearing masks. The, the, the normal people, the kids, like, then I come here to Cali and like, I'm at the gas station. Everyone's like 20 feet apart, but the food still have their mask on. And it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of a mind fuck. Like, are they dumb? Are they tripping? Are we dumb? Are we tripping? Is it just different strokes for different folks? Is it just, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't wear my fucking mask. I was just like, I had it on at first and I felt like a jackass. I was like, 
what, what am I worried about? Like, doom, doom. And I, I take it how you want, but that's what I did, dude. I was just tripping out, right? Um, anyway, California and LA is next now. We're the next ones to uh, get our reopening and we'll have our maskless gatherings once again, which a lot of fools already been doing. But again, it's a trip with Cali because like fools, we act like we're all crazy, like Wild Wild West. But there's a lot of social little pressures and shit. Like if you aren't a certain way, you know, if you don't abide by the rules, you know, so a lot of political shit that goes on. Um, but anyway, Utah is beautiful. I had a great fucking time. I played some golf with um, my lady's family. We stood out there. They have this huge home, fucking just chiller living. You know what I mean? Everyone's all fucking nice. I didn't get to meet no Mormons or anything like that, but maybe next time. But Utah was dope. Shouts out to if you live out there or whatever. It was pretty cool, man. I'm not mad at that. We drove through uh, Vegas. Vegas was popping. It was fucking packed. It was like 100 degrees out there. I was like, fuck. Vegas don't give a fuck. Vegas actually gives a fuck a little bit more than Utah. Really? Vegas was like, you don't, you don't have to wear your mask, but you can. And in fact, if you haven't been vaccinated, we would recommend that you do. And if you have been vaccinated, then you don't have to wear your mask. That's what the science is. As confusing as fuck as that is. Plus, how do you even know if someone's been vaccinated or not? Like, I was walking around without my mask and people were like, you know, I'm like, I'm, you think I'm vaccinated? Or someone would ask, like, are you vaccinated? Like, yeah, of course. Lie. <laughs> but, you know, I got them antibodies, baby. I got, I got the Rona. So, if you're tuned in because you know me, you're a fan of my music, or otherwise a fan of what I do, um, thank you. So, just for you guys who are listening, who tuned in, who, who have a little, who have a little mess cow knowledge, um... Let me just talk to you guys for a second. So this past year has been one of the craziest fucking years of my life. And that's saying something because I, I feel like I say that shit a lot. Let Max drill. I don't give a fuck about the audio. We're not going to win any fucking Emmys here. Besides, how, how long does it take to nail that shit together? Who knows? But we're going to time it out right now. If Max is still drilling in 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, you, it says a lot about his craftsmanship. <laughs> anyway, back to my peoples out there, right? This year has been fucking nuts for me. Um, not only with the shutdown of the entire fucking world that we all collectively experience. So we shared that even though we've been away, even though maybe we haven't been in touch or I haven't been as visible, just know that we shared that fucking shit because we all went through it. So last March when the, when, uh, COVID got. You know, when it when pretty much when shit got shut down, when Garcetti said LA is shelter in place, you know, that very fucking day, and I was already paying a lot of attention to it. A lot of us were. Uh, by February, like early February, I was already on my COVID fucking research and how real is this shit, you know, and, and <clears throat> trying to find credible sources on the internet, which is fucking almost impossible, which this past year and with the presidential election too, Fucking, this motherfucker, fucking Montel Williams looking at me. What was that fool's right? Montel, remember his, his TV show? That fool was cool though. Anyway, I digress. The homie Ali Ryan showed me a picture of him. He looked like Montel Williams with this bald, make yourself bald app. 
Um, Hollow looked funny as fuck too. But anyway, that fucking day when Gar- Garcetti announced fucking LA shelter in place, right? I was doing mushrooms. I was micro dosing on shrooms. So if you fools don't know what micro dosing is, micro dosing is pretty much you eat a little bit, a little bit of shrooms, just, just a little, just a little baby dose just to fucking get your shit a little stimulated. And <clears throat> a lot of times it just relaxes you and actually makes you a little more sharp. When you write microdose the right way, you be fucking coming up with profound fucking thoughts. I don't know why I don't do it more. I just, I don't do it a lot. I don't, I, I'll do it here and there. That day, for whatever fucking reason, I was like, I'm going to just microdose. I got some shrooms. I was just chewing them shits all morning. I'm, I'm in an old studio. I got the fucking TV right here. And I'm watching Channel 11 or whatever the fuck it is. And Garcetti comes on and says, Los Angeles is officially shelter in place. So I'm like, man, fuck this shit. I immediately, immediately right, got the fuck up, started packing. Packing up the studio, rolling up the headphones. I already had already seen this shit, but but the micro dose of Shun Tzu was just telling me like, this shit is done. The the fucking we're shutting down. What does that look like? Who the fuck knows? But it don't look like business as usual. And so I just started packing. Everyone thought I was fucking nuts. Um, I remember Penner comes in. He's like, "What are you doing? You cleaning or what? Spring cleaning?" I'm like, "I'm out." Nah, you're not leaving. I'm like, I'm fucking out. What about the crew? What about this? I'm like, we'll be cool. I'm like, either way, all the shit's under my name. Like I was saying, I don't have to tell it. I don't have to ask anyone for for fucking anything. It just, who's fucking on the lease? My ass. Who's on the hook? They want to keep the deposit? My fucking ass. You know what I mean? So anyway, I start packing this shit up. That in itself was fucking crazy. We got that studio five years ago. When we got that studio, when I, when I found it online... It was almost similar to this situation where it had ha- I had had enough with having my equipment at home and kind of needing other people's spaces. And I would have so many rappers in my house. I used to do sessions in my house. I would fucking have food smoking in my backyard. Come in, walk, say hi to my nana. Hey, nana. <laughs> fucking drunk as fuck, fucking faded as fuck. Come and, and record a track, you know? Like, I did everything at home, and then we got this studio space, and it just opened so many opportunities for us. And uh, this reminded me of it where it was like, okay, that had now, that process had ended. We had had that opportunity and now this had to be let go in order to get the next thing. And I, it's something I've been thinking about. So anyway, got the fuck out, which was a fucking mind fuck within itself. So now I'm back home, fucking don't know what's going to happen. Start fucking slowly setting up my equipment at home. But I just took the biggest break. And, I, and I'm sure if you've been following me for a minute, like you've probably seen it. Especially now this year with my son being born, like I've tried to stay active. I was even saying like March and April, I was fucking so active and like doing so much shit here. And I'm like telling myself like, dude, your son is five weeks old, <laughs> like five weeks old, six weeks old. You're over here trying to grind and shit. Like I get it. You know, even I'm I just me telling myself, I'm like, I get it. It feels good, especially the anxiousness I get of the baby. Like, man, I want to do so much for him. I want to accomplish this and that. Um, but I knew, like, dude, I need to take a fucking little break and just enjoy these days. So I kind of did that this past month in May. And it's been, it's been lovely. It's been so dope to just see my son grow and to, to get to know him and know his personality. And, like, it's going to be tough. I got asked that question. Like, how are you going to handle him? Like, I honestly don't know how I'm going to handle being away from him for extended amounts of time if the opportunity's there or 
at this or even on the flip side, like creating more opportunities for myself in which are going to take me away from him. Like that's such a crazy space to be where I'm like, man, I should be knocking on more doors right now. I should be pushing my album more right now. I should be doing this right now. But almost every one of those opportunities equals being away from my son more. And uh, it's, it's a crazy mindset to kind of be in. And it has created some resistance with some of the stuff I want to accomplish. Um, but like anything else, you know, we bounce and we bounce. So, you know, this past month in May, I really just took advantage, spent a lot of time with my fam. And I've done that in certain spots throughout this last year, year and a half. <clears throat> for better and for worse, I think it's helped a lot of my shit. But at the same time, too, I could see how um, people who probably wanted more out of me or expected something out of me, you know, you might have been like, damn, where's this who been? And, you know, to be real, it's been right here. <laughs> it's been here in this lab. So, yeah, yeah, if you've been rocking with me for a minute, let me let me continue on the Mezcal timeline. We, we took it back to last year. So last year shut down the studio in March. I pretty much just chilled the fuck out. Still made a few moves at home, but couldn't really do too much. And then right around, you know, right around this time last year, Late May, early June, I started really looking and thinking and putting my brain like into a spot of, uh, all right, it's time to get the new sp a new space. I could, we could actually start looking or I could actually start putting the energy out because prior to that, I wasn't even ready to go. Even if I had a golden opportunity, it probably would have been like, nah, kick it at home. COVID, who wants to be out? This is last year. No one. I mean, we, I got to give a gang of people credit. Like, I didn't think people would really do it. I wasn't sure if, like, you tell people stay home that they're going to fucking stay home. Like, but motherfuckers, listen. And no one cannot say that. Like, we are a big-ass population. Utah, there's a lot of space. There's people. But it ain't crowded, like, fucking right here. You know what I mean? Um, so for so many people, like, there was no traffic. Everything was empty. Streets looked like it was insane, right? That shit, last year was a mind fuck, you know? And, you know, I, I, all I ever did was fucking... During that process, is just play a gang of golf. <laughs> we were on the fucking golf course every chance we could get. And that shit was dope. I had people talk shit about that. I'm like, man, you know how dope golf is? You got to be outside all day. Especially when I'm used to being in a studio all day, sitting in a fucking closed room where you don't get to see the sun and shit like that. Like, right? You hear the bird. You in nature. You fucking suck, but it's okay. You know, your homies record you drop your clubs in the water like your ugly swing and and they all talk shit but you know it's it's fucking fun that's what golf is about so last year that happened and right around this time <coughs> mid-may i find out my girl's pregnant so that in itself is already a shock like oh fuck not like a complete shock because it wasn't like you know, we didn't know it was possible or anything. You know, we've been together a long time. So I was happy first and foremost. I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. But it's still like, oh, wow. Like, didn't see that one coming. Didn't see that one coming. I should have saw myself coming. But I didn't see myself for that one coming. Either way, it was fucking beautiful. Beautiful time. But definitely a diff now it just changed the mindset. All this shit going on in the middle of this fucking pandemic. And then <clears throat> right around June, fucking Penner B, again, the motherfucking 
our, our muse or our, our, our spirit guide, Penner B. If you ever heard any of my albums, he's the fool who's like, hey, aren't you Mezcalito? He's that fool in my in a new skit. He's the host of the Flowers of Fire skit, which I'll get into in another another shit. We'll do like a whole album breakdown. Like That'd be dope. But um, this fool, we're at my pad kicking it. Kicking in the backyard, eight feet apart, you know, that fool would come through, like, after four or five months, he hits me up, like, what's up, can I roll love, you know, what are you gonna do, I'm like, well, I ain't doing shit, but playing dominoes in the back, chilling, fucking going on my runs, and going to golf, like, you know, I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna get in shape, I'm not gonna be one of these motherfuckers who gain, like, 50 pounds in the fucking quarantine, fuck that, I lost weight, from the fucking last time I performed at the Paramount, to right now, I'm probably, like, 15, 17 pounds down, so... I ain't mad at that shit. I could have went the other way with it. But Penner's like, I'm going to pull up. Cool. Sits in the bag. We chilling. I'm looking for the space. I'm looking for the space. And I'm looking in all Boyle Heights. Actually, I had a spot in Boyle Heights down the street from my crib. Um, Highland Park. Huntington Park. Al Sereno. Echo Park. Searching all these spots on Craigslist. Searching on local registries all this fucking whatever whatever any little website we could find cruising around finding spots calling the number meeting up with fucking agents was looking at the spot in east Lowe's to fucking turn into a retail shop slash tattoo shop and maybe we could do this and then penner be the fucking oracles like why don't you train Montebello? and i'm like what all right Montebello, like type in Montebello, boom First thing on the top, fucking Craigslist, this space. I think it had been up like two days, three days. Call these fools up. What's up? Blah, 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 blah. In this motherfucker like 10 days later. A week, a week, 10 days later, we're in here. Starting off July 1st. I think I got the keys on like July, June 30th or something. Like July 1st, we're in this motherfucker. Unbelievable, right? It's like, damn. So... From there, put in the motion to finally get all this other stuff and start collecting the things we need. I mean, that EDD money didn't help either. Let's talk about that for one second. So many motherfuckers got hooked up and chipped up from the government. It's insane. Plus the stimulus checks. So all that shit has helped. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. You know, we, we golfed a little of that money. We blew some of that money. We did probably fucking dumb shit with it. You know, I know homies who did plenty of dumb shit with it. We did like my personal side, did like 20% dumb shit, 25 maybe. Yeah. And you know what, for me, that's not, that's not too bad. The other 75 went right fucking here where you see. So for what it's worth, I'm, I'm a little proud of that. So got the homie Alley Rhymes in the motherfucking house as well. Go ahead and jump on this mic, dude. How you doing? Doing good, man. <clears throat> Adi, let, let me introduce you. Alley Rhymes, original. EOTR member, you know, one of the originals. EOTR has had like a crazy lineage, especially if you've been it with it from the start. For real. Of the very early artists I used to work with, even to my homie Jay, who I went to high school with, Lil Jay, aka Jizzle, who was there at the very, very start when I started saying East of the River, mm-hmm. which was like another little bar and rap from tracks we had done. It was just another way of another cool way of saying Boyle Heights. Boyle Heights. Or the you know, the east side. Right. Well so it was cracking on the east of the river. And it was always east east of the Alley River. That was always the bar. We east of the Alley River. Da, 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 da. And I just took the Alley out. Yeah. And made it that. East so of the that's river. how the whole name came. But anyway, Ryan's one of the original fools that I linked up with all them years back. And 
this has been a resurgence for our connection as like businessmen and and artists and homies to no, get definitely. this spot you know what i mean so dope to have you here and then on the yeah. inaugural podcast so it's it, an it's, honor it's dope it's an honor man yeah man it's it's crazy how you know we used to go from like you were saying earlier being in the bedroom and uh you know flowing talking about all the stuff we want to do to actually just sitting here in this space and being able to do a multitude of things all at one time it, it's a it's definitely a trip you know to see it grow from you know shows at the boulevard to you know doing shows at the paramount and and let me ask you this when you first like came through and started you know we, we did music it was kind of as like uh you came through as it like someone who appreciated what what i was doing and what the movement was kind of doing and i had actually heard of your crew too before when you said you're like yeah he's part of this crew mike fiends and I'm like, that's funny because i remember these fools like Maybe yeah. I've seen you at a show, but it's it's really in the early days when me and my homie Jay mm -hmm. were first hitting little talent shows or open mics or anywhere that would have us, you know? Right. Like, um, but anyway, my question is like uh -huh. back in those days, like where did you kind of see it? Like, where did you see EOTR even just rap music for yourself and for the for what we're doing, even as a collective of, of the entire East Side? And now where do you see it? Like, has that view changed, you know, like? Well, you know, when I started listening and I, and I discovered, you know, your music, it was because of my homie Dodger Blue. I remember mm -hmm. my homie Dodger Blue. Yep. That shout out to Dodger Blue. Shout out to fucking Blue, and You of could even say he was one of the original fools. Like, even if East of the River wasn't a full-on crew, because I never really wanted it to do that, it was really just a production company in my head, something to attach to a video I put out a flyer I made right it just looked cool to have East of the River Productions on the corner makes right, you sound right, legit right. maybe you should do it gem yeah. I'm gonna have a little fucking I need a little bow that when the gem ding. gets dropped ding we just <laughs> drop a gem so all you fools you need to call your shit something yeah. and it's funny that fools try to shit on their sh other people's shit is like call your shit something that's marketing that's branding that's just the yeah. first level and you never know exactly this little thing but anyway yeah. shout so, out to dodger blue who's one of the original foods so too. i started listening to him and then uh he was part of a group i believe called the campaign so through that i would see you like in in the background or i would see you like talking with this food chilling in the videos and i was like then I, through him i guess it's like you know if you have similar friends they will let you oh this fool posted this or that and I started seeing your music, and then I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, he's hustling, you know what I mean? And I've been doing music for a while now, and, you know, I've always wanted to do it, but it's just I never, it was always something, you know, producers or, or something, you know, something always went sideways. So it was just kind of like, I don't know, the vibe was just different. And then, so I, I started listening to your music. I went, you had actually, like, left it right there across the street from Roosevelt, at a liquor store, oh, yeah. and you're like, "Hey, man, come support the thing," you know, right there. There's at the liquor store, and I was like driving by, and I was like, "Hey, you know what? Hey, this was trying Silver, Silver Moon Liquor." Yeah. See, if you if you're in Boyle Heights, you know, you, you know. went to Roosevelt, you should know about exactly. Silver Moon Liquor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so then, right there, you know, I pick up the CD, and I'm not gonna lie, man. The first couple of songs, I'm like, eh, you know, it's it's all right, it's all right." But then you did this, the B. The O, the Y, L, E, but the original one, the one on the Blurry Journey. Yeah, the one produced by the homie JQ. JQ Beats, yeah. So then after that, I was just like, hey, man, I, I like this fool's flow. You know, I, I do music too. Let me see if this fool wants to link up, could work on some shit. And yeah, man, like right away, I hit you up. And so from that, like getting back to the question, like from yeah. there, I'm just trying to like get an idea of 
where did you at that time kind of see it going even for yourself even for myself for the entire collection of artists or rappers or like the scene of like the east side scene of hip-hop where did you kind of picture it going at that time if you did give it thought or if you could reflect and now like where do you see it now you know what i mean like well back then you know the as far as the movement on the east side, I mean, I would hear about little open mics here and there, but it was never nothing like really movement going on, you know, like, you know, back in the days, the guys had tried, you know, like Frost and them, but then lately there was nothing. It was always like, you know, even how well I am is from Boy Heights was saying some shit about it. You know, there's nothing like really to rap about, but there was so much going on. And then after meeting with you and then seeing like all the stuff you were doing as far as like Diamond in the Rough, and all these things and meeting all these artists, you could see that there was a there was a pretty big following. You know, it's just somebody needed to to kind of organize it. And I feel like that's where it came through. You know, it was just beyond the music. It started being more about, you know, doing shows and spreading love in the community. And I see it going farther. I mean, you you see people on a Latino representation even more now, you know, you see shows like Gente Fad and on my block and stuff like that. So I definitely see an opening and an entry and you know, just with making the right connections, I think most definitely there's a lot could be done. Yeah. I, I trip out. Shit has changed a lot. I was actually like, even from the way we used to talk early, it was like, oh, shit's going to blow up. Or like, oh, we'll put out this mixtape. Like, or, you know, we'll go slang our shit and we'll just post stuff like that. Slang it at the at the liquor store. Yeah. I used to, I, fool, I would try to slang outside of Food for Less once. There's that bootleg fool who's right now slangs outside of Food for Less, if you know him. I forgot really? his name. He's some little fool. And he be having his son help him, but them fools will. They've been slanging at bootleg DVDs and shit for years, right there. And I, I know they're selling something now. I don't even think it's the DVDs, and no one buys them. But they're selling something. I just saw them the other day. But that motherfucker got away with it for years. I tried to sell fucking mixtapes outside of Food for Less, and they fucking threw me out like ASAP. But I actually would sell. Like the thirty minutes I stood there, I fucking did sales. And this is when I first started. You know what I mean? And How much you selling for? Five bucks. Five, five bucks, bucks a CD for, and I ran into like you always run into everyone at the fucking at yeah, the at the supermarket. Yeah, especially. So I was standing outside right there. I saw like five or six of them like that, like. And then thirty minutes. Hey, what's up? What are you doing? Oh, I'm singing these mixtapes. And fool's just laughing at me. Fool, like this motherfucker, like. And other people were like, "Damn, that's dope." Or let me check it out. And you, you remember the picture? I don't know. It's a picture. I have it at my house. It's so funny. It's me, Jay Moore, and my homie Jay. And we called it Boyle Heights Highest. <laughs> that was the name of the group? That was the name that's, of the album. Oh, and it was a mixtape. And, and it said, at the time, my rap name was Big Mickey. So it said Big Mickey. So it wasn't even Mascot, Mascalito, nothing. Big cool. Mickey. Then it said Al Jizzo. My homie Jay <laughs> called himself Al Jizzo. So fools would be like, <laughs> your name Jizzo? You call yourself Jizzy? He's like, yeah, Jizz in your mouth. You know, he would fucking say some stupid slick shit like that. Like back at him. And fools ah, you stupid motherfucker. Laughing shit. Like, but that was my boy. You know, that motherfucker had no no filter. No filter. Anyway, you know, I, I trip out on that. The, the idea of blowing up and the idea of it has changed so much. Um, and I think nowadays, like you're saying, with all the representation we're getting right now, it's just up to us, like those fucking grassroots days, is just to organize, give this shit uh, a platform, mm -hmm. give it a name, give it you know, give it character, exactly. and people get behind it. You know, you said Diamond in the Rough. Someone listening right now, if they know, they'll know what Diamond in the Rough is. If, if not, you know, like you know, if you know, you know. But if <laughs> not, like even that concept of having that name, like it means something yeah. to the people who know. 
And Diamond in the Rough was just another idea I had. Like, we'll do open up mic auditions and we'll have Fools audition for the chance to perform. Then what I, we need to capture this. We could turn it into like a little competition. So I had Double D come and just record Fools. And, yeah. you know, this was the edit, filming the feet. All right, go ahead. Yo, what's up? My name's blah, blah, blah. Like, and that was in the final edit. Like, that's how raw we were. Like, we didn't even know that iMovie had advanced settings that you could edit and do transitions. We thought you had a like ready just, film. Like we just were just so beginner status, you know? And um, all of this is after I had went to school and learned a lot of this shit, uh -huh. which is another thing. Like even how much it's changed from when I went to school and graduated and how much shit has changed now to what quote unquote blowing up is. You know what I mean? Now it's like someone could go viral and their shit could be popping for like a week or two or like, you know, longer than that. But, yeah. you know, the avenues to do that are just grown so much from yeah. those days, you know? Definitely. And we have that responsibility now being even the elder statesmen. Like now we're we're the vets. Legit. Like I was saying, we're becoming vets. And Noah's, Noah told me, like, no, we, we're vets. We are there. It's not... We're big homies. That's it. We're OGs, fool. Like, think about it. We in our mid-30s. We rapping. We've done shit. All, a lot of the shit that fools wish they could do now in their 20s. And they want... We can't even be happy with that shit no more. We got to outdo that shit to get to that next fucking level. And we're we the best bets or the fools who have worked towards that point to be like, oh, that fool's, that fool's going to get to the next level. Such as getting on these Netflix placements. Such as being able to sell sell out big venues or yeah. go to new cities and draw genuine attraction like that's what we've worked like myself i've been able to get to a point where i have that opportunity right now you know yeah to hit the road and try to do some big numbers and to do that like it's a trip it's a trip it's a new way to process this shit even with this podcast yeah when i first talked about it with muds is i like, has to have something like i was saying put so much pressure on ourselves to be informative but really all we have to be is inquisitive. We don't have to necessarily have all the answers. We just got to be willing to ask the questions. Exactly. And and that's why I wanted to just do this shit today and get it off the ground because we've been talking about it. I've had my background for this, for the background I'm going to use for the podcast in my house for like five weeks just sitting there, a dope background I ordered from Amazon. But I just been in my fucking headspace and, you know, I wanted to just break the fucking monotony today, but. Anyway, it's nice to go down memory lane with your rhymes. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? For sure. Yeah. What else? What did you do this weekend? I went to Santa Barbara, and then I went walking around, and there was beer everywhere. Beer. So you went and to a beer fest. There wasn't. There was like a beer. Fest. But there was. You know, earlier you were talking about masks, but there, nobody was wearing masks. Nobody. Do you think we should be wearing masks? And you, do you? Think I think. Well, according to the CDC, if you're, <laughs> if you're if you're uh, if you're vaccinated, you're, right you now know, you don't have to. On YouTube is gonna pop up. It's gonna on the pop bottom. up. Or if we share it on, on IG, like this clip, it'll say right there. The U.S. the CDC, the CDC has recommended. Yeah. The, the, but for the, more the, information, uh, yeah. Um, but I think I mean if you're That's vaccinated, funny, I don't think no one cares as long as. They don't want to be liable for what you exactly. do. Exactly. That's it. They're like, I mean, do whatever the fuck you want, but yeah. don't say I'm the one who told you. Yeah. Because yeah, fuck exactly. you, because people can't live with their decision. So if you're going to do a mass list and your ass gets sick and you fucking die, at least be like, hey, I, I fucked I up. asked for <laughs> I kinda, <laughs> This is what I want. Like, live with my fucking decision. You I know what's crazy, fool? I didn't so believe it. We're driving through Utah. Yeah. And Beautiful. I put on a, 
I got tired. Like I was watching videos or whatever. Like not watching videos. As you were driving? No, no. I, was, I had YouTube going so I could listen to oh, shit. Okay. I was listening to podcasts. And oh, I was right. listening to fucking crypto shit and all this shit. So, I'm, so I kind of got tired of that. And I'm like, I'm just gonna listen to radio, like local radio. I'm just gonna scan through it. Oh, did they? And and they had like some political talk. Ooh. So it was like our Republican. It was or? crazy because it was the first time I heard Trump in a minute. Like they had oh, Trump. Trump was there. I mean, in the show. When I went to Lake Tahoe, uh-huh. I heard him on a show, but that's another one because I've been oh, on the shit. road a lot. But I got to tell you about that one. All right, all right. But this one, they just had, they were playing a clip from him. Mm. And the other one, I was like, damn, I haven't heard Trump in a minute. When I heard him, I'm like, damn, we heard this motherfucker every day for the last four years. Every fucking every thought fucking he had day. in his fucking head. And now Three, four, no you don't more. hear shit. You know, it's funny though. It's like, like even someone you fucking can't stand, you kind of miss him. <laughs> I kind of miss them. It's so weird. I'm just like, I kind of miss him. Kind of miss this the crazy news has got boring now, dude. The like, news, the news boring. hates it because they're not making no money. The ratings dropped sick. So I'm listening to this fool yeah. going through Utah, very conservative, and this was talking about like how fucked America is because of the Republic, I mean the Democrats, right? So he's like, inflation is about to destroy us. Like the fucking Dems, all they want to do is fucking give away free money. Like <laughs> he's like, this is America. Like if you can't make it. Get a second job. Go <laughs> fucking work. Yeah. Stop making excuses. You get two jobs ain't enough. Get a third job. Save your money. You'll go far. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? That's some some real shit though too. It is. But but, but I trip out like just hearing the the different perspective of it, you know, as opposed to how we kind of been living and how it's been here in LA, and that's why people don't want to go back to work and shit. I don't even know how I got to this point. Right? There comes a political talk. I don't want to go too deep into it, nah. but but the fact is, I'm like, not a fan. I'm, li- I'm listening to this shit, and I'm just like driving, just hearing a different perspective. Right. Like obviously, this motherfucker's trying to pump shit up. He's sensationalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to ah, nah, yeah, get yeah, you riled yeah. up. It gets but I'm just tripping moving. out. Like, but there's people who subscribe to this way of thinking all day, and I'm and I'm just like, why? Why is that? You know? And as you're driving through there, like, you kind of see the you see a lot of that shit. The fucking uh, oh, were you yeah. getting a call? Oh, this fool's on work. Hopefully, someone from your job doesn't watch my podcast or hear this shit. Hopefully, you edit that part out. Like, Alex Ryan's getting calls from work. He's technically on the clock. Works for the city. So this is how this is how city workers work, bro. Shut the fuck. This is how they work. (laughs) Get this fool fired right now. Nah, you're on your lunch break, dick. Everyone knows. No one knows the exact time. Come on, don't worry. We'll edit it out. Muds, we'll edit it. Don't worry, only two people are gonna be watching this the two people you work with. <laughs> my manager, my supervisor. Anyway, get a second job, you fucking scumbags. Like, that shit was sick, dude. I was like, damn, tripping out on that fucking talk radio, dude. Um, anyway, when I was driving through Tahoe, so they actually had they actually had Trump on the radio, and okay. he was just rambling, rambling on his Trump ramble, and the, the, the radio host is like. Oh, the job again. See, you're ruining the podcast though. What about the what about the product? I can't get through my Trump fucking thought. <clears throat> Go for it. Anyway, that motherfucker was just rambling on. The host was just like feeding it to him. Right, right, Mr. President. Just so, softballs. And this fool's just like, they cheated us. They <laughs> cheated us. Like I'm just fucking driving like fuck dog. This shit's never gonna end. This shit is and never. And people gonna just end. believe that shit though. A lot of look look what happened. January 6th, you know? It's like, there's enough people out there that, you know, they don't feel hurt or whatever it is, you that know? That shit was a trip. Yeah. Dude. I haven't even really thought about that shit. Shit is crazy. Minute. The fact it's that that... Crazy. That's kind of scary, huh? Like, motherfuckers, like... 
They believe that hard, bro. Capital, they believe and that like hard. Literally, a few months later, you're like, nah. It's all good. Let's just act like it didn't happen. We'll act like it. You know, just, just sweep it under the rug. But you know what? In history, that's the motherfucking shit that, like, the next time they do it, it ain't. it's going to be takeover shit. Like, it's going to be guns out. Like, you thought we are we thought we were throwing half jabs and all that. You thought we were just going to stab you with sticks or fucking. Yeah. Nah, like, we come prrr, fucking bombs going off. I can see that shit. Well, they have a lot of fools joining cliques, no? Like, yeah, and, and, all over the country. And I'm no history buff. But I could yeah. always remember, my brother actually loves history, my brother Ben, and he schools me on battles and shit and this. I don't know how the fuck he remembers it, but he'd be like, God, <clears> this <throat> fool lost this battle. Watch the history And this time. country, like he loved it when he was in school. He's like, this country fucked up because they didn't do this. And that, so he's like, that's why. I'm like, All right. Okay. So one of the things I remember when for the small history class I paid attention to and showed up to mm-hmm. is that there was always like little baby incidents like that. You know, like they first they did the tea party. They threw some 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 tea in the ocean for the revolution. And that then, was a signifier. And then after it was like, blah blah blah. blah, blah. You know, like yeah. or you know, it'd be confrontations that ended up like that. Like Same war. thing with other countries. Fool, when they have coups or crazy ass like revolutions, it's always some symbolic, simple thing. You know what I mean? And then the next time it's like, boy, crazy or so. You know, I'm just trying to scare you all right now. <laughs> no, if you're from so LA, you, you're you, safe. You think you're safe in LA. Like, but they say a lot of people that, that live here are living in a bubble because they don't understand. Oh, yeah, for sure. Complete bubble. But while we were out there, people tripped out on us. Like, Celeste, she dresses LA. Like, she just, plus she had her mask and she just, like, everyone's, obviously it's like mountains. It's dip, you dress differently, the style and that. You know what I mean? Um, but they consume that. Like they like everyone outside of LA and that they consume Hollywood. They consume all this. That's why it's a conflict of their shit. They hate it and it's But like they love it. The the pedophile people, Hollywood and all this shit. But they're not gonna miss the next fucking J Lo movie. They're yeah. not gonna miss the next, you know, fucking track. Whoever's rapping, whoever's yeah, dropping on the scene. They're not exactly they're not, they're not gonna, gonna not, miss this. not dance to that. They're not gonna buy not buy their they're not gonna buy the, stuff yeah. and shit like that yeah. came from someone who wore it. You're wearing, you're gonna go and wear, uh, what's the fool's name? Uh, Kanye. It says say Kanye or like, well, I forgot the other fool. Supreme, right? You got Supreme. You got some kid and who never can understand the culture of what he's wearing, but he can afford but it. That motherfucker could afford it and wants to buy a piece of it. So boom, he gets so, that shit. A thousand dollar shirt, two thousand dollar shirt, or two three thousand dollar sweater. Like, but at the same time, <laughs> our that's what the product of our bubble produces mm-hmm. crazy fucking people delusional people who make amazing art and amazing fashion and have a high capacity for letting people do whatever they want because you could be high on the streets we, we're not gonna say shit we're not gonna do nothing hey we're hippies you know what i mean yeah. and other spots they don't got that but they kind of want a piece of it yeah they do but being out there dude you realize it <clears throat> like fuck these it's just a, it, it's different it's a lot different in a lot of nice ways too. Bro. Life's a little slower. Who doesn't, who doesn't like clean neighborhoods and fresh air and yeah. cheaper fucking everything? <laughs> <laughs> Go to the market, buy a twelve up. pack and some extra shit, and come out and still and still and break the twenty with change. But I heard over there you can't get beer. Like if you want to drink on a Sunday, some places don't sell alcohol. I heard that and like too, dry but, counties and shit. But like the spot, I guess where we stood, it wasn't like that. Cause Cause you yeah, we bought liquor every or beer yeah. every day. But they have their little like Seven Eleven. They have the Terribles. That's like a Nevada thing and fucking Utah thing. We're good on time. Forty minutes in. We're forty minutes in. Okay, great. 
like I said, I'll cut it like at 55 minutes, 60 minutes. I don't want to go past an hour. An hour is perfect. I, I won't, I, the fact that we're 40 minutes in is actually really cool because it didn't really feel too too long. It didn't feel so too bad. Hopefully, if you're listening, it's intriguing enough. Mad Max is in the house. You, you're dipping, Max? Want to say what's up? Come up be a part of the inaugural podcast real quick. Yeah, it's just the allergies are hitting right now. Yeah, because you were sawing in there. You're building, huh? Yeah, I didn't even know uh, I was allergic. Here I am. To what? To work? <laughs> I'm neither going to confirm nor deny that statement. <laughs> Welcome good? to the podcast, baby. It's a comedy podcast. Nah, just what up, Maxi? Hey, shout out to my man, Mess. You know what I'm saying? Always uh, setting the bar, and I like that shit, man. I haven't addressed the audience pretty much the entire time. Well, I'm going to be the one. I'm going to break the, the wall. wall. I'm going to break the wall. Make, make me feel like I'm performing now. Like, yo, I must entertain you now. No. They're here. They're here talking. <laughs> they're here happening to be here while we talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All, right? Absolutely. All right. So, All so right. Max, how was your um, Memorial Day weekend? Um, really relaxing. I really didn't do too, too much. Um, I got to go to two barbecues, so that was nice. Um, I got to do a little filming for the first time. Two I, barbecues. Yeah, yeah. It was it, in it one was day nice. or for the whole weekend? Uh, for the whole weekend. For the whole oh, weekend. Okay. No, yeah, oh, okay. I spread it all out, man. I was um, like, damn, two barbecues in one day? Like, that's some pre COVID numbers. Yeah. Like, pre COVID, you could probably hit like three, three. barbecues. Uh, yeah, maybe even four. You know, it's funny when I went to Tahoe, my homegirl's boyfriend, he brought up, he was like, hey, how come? Here's a white dude. He's like, hey, how come Mexicans have barbecues, but they won't have any bar? Nothing they did was barbecue. Like, they don't have barbecue sauce. They're not making fucking anything with ribs or pork. They're like, they're, chi- they're cooking chicken and carne asada. He's like, technically, that's not a barbecue. I'm like, you know what? You fucked up my whole mind right now. Yeah. I'm like, that's, but that's another LA thing. Like, yeah. straight up foods have barbecue. They mean the carne asada. That's really what it means. Exactly. We're cooking carne asada. If that food's a big fan. If you're going by technicalities, then yeah, he is, he is correct. There's no barbecue. It was, it was a little funny. I was going to say, so at these two barbecues, just to test his theory, was there any barbecue? Um, at one of them, yes. One of them, there one was barbecue. One of them, we had some ribs. Ha! It was nice. Fuck you, Jordan. <laughs> you Irish fuck. We have fucking barbecue at all you Mexican barbecues. You know what I'm saying? But I will uh, add, <laughs> side note, that, just, that barbecue, um, there was a, it was an Asian family, so maybe that, there was a little, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they knew Mexican the family. rules better. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, that discredits, so you're, we weren't 50%. Because <laughs> this whole thing was, why come, how come Mexicans, you know, in parentheses, like Mexicans make barbecues with no barbecue. I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, uh, so now I'm like, I got to barbecue something now. <laughs> Barbecue Even number if it's two, some links or something. Was you know? Barbecue, chips. Barbecue was number two was asada, typical Mexican stuff. You know what I mean? Um, the other thing I got to do this weekend, which was dope, a little unexpected, mm-hmm. was uh, Moses. I have a, I did a track with a with him. I, he got me on a feature, and then he hit me up for a music video, and he kind of explained the theme. It was a little last minute. I think he hit me up like on a Thursday uh, or Friday before this weekend. Memorial Day weekend, and uh, he was like, yeah, you know, this idea, kind of like some zombie stuff. I'm like, okay, whatever, cool, man. So you did a zombie get music it. video this so, weekend So, well. yes, when I get to the spot, it turns out we're doing, like, a full-on thing. Like, I got a zombie makeup where it was, like, some thriller shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, and and shouts out to Moses. It? Moses. So, it's Moses' track. Oh, shit, Moses um, track. Shouts out to Moses. Oh, I know which song you're talking about. And 
Yeah, man. I think it was a uh, what's this? His I nephew. His nephew dun, is on the hook. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's yeah, a track. song called "The Weekend." So, really dope. Really a uh, simple concept, aside from the intricate makeup. You know what I mean? But it was just something like I'm really looking forward to. Like I said, it was last minute, and I didn't really know to expect. So then getting there Sunday was just like, oh shit! Like this is what we're doing. Okay. okay. Where was it at? Uh, I was at a pretty big warehouse over in Van Nuys. Warehouse. Actually, yeah, like no. when I got there, I'm like, damn, this is like I, I envision I text that for the next level up for EOTR. You know what I mean? Like when we get through with this after a few more years, well, that's that's the next level up because they pretty much have it situated same way we do. Where it's like one side dedicated to more of the uh, the music, and then the other side is just dedicated to all like the filming and stuff like that. So oh, dope. It was dope, dude. It was super dope. Cool weekend, like I said, really chill. Got to eat a lot of food. When's the next Mad Max video? When are we doing this money shit? Uh, well, me and Muds have uh, been pretty much talking about it and just making sure we finalize everything. So when we get to filming, smooth as possible. But my hopes are to have the video released by July. Soon. And, Immediately, uh, if not soon. I'm going to drop this, so maybe I'll do like two of them or three. Kind of have like... What do you think, Muds? Have them stacked or just drop this one right, right away? Drop it right away? I like that. Shouldn't even drop be a right question. Just drop it right just away. Just drop it right away. I like that. That's right. Just drop it. You know why? Because it's the first, man. And uh, hit the ground running. Love that shit. Love that shit. It's been like that since we first linked up. And uh, never stop, man. Never stop. We're going to kill it this summer. That's for fucking sure. And this podcast is going to be another thing. We got the Run Club, which... I'm going to launch the official page today, right after I get done with this. Jump on and get people on. We're doing some week, maybe weekly meet, meetups, at least bi-weekly. Or we could just meet up and go for a, a run. Um, so make sure you follow that. And that's been the way I've lost weight this past year. I started running before the show at the Paramount. Mad Max mm -hmm. used to run, too. This fool stopped running. I don't mm -hmm. know what happened. Man. The quarantine happened. That's all I can, you know. Go ahead, answer it for me. There's so many. The quarantine yeah. happened. Uh, 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 you know, on top of other stuff. <laughs> the quarantine was the main reason. Golf. Um, so, the Run Club being one of them. Uh, another thing is Golf Locals. So now I'm gonna plug, plug, plug a little. Golf Locals. This concept going out golfing, um, acting crazy. You know, they're Golf Locals. No, but, and interviewing interesting people, artists, and other people that i know mm -hmm. so i've sh shot a few few episodes trying to get a few more in before we drop that but that also will be dropping this uh this summer um got some more nfts on the way bro been reading about them been doing mm. some research been so next heard wave. about some shit called vro and look i'm not gonna give it away because fuck these motherfuckers who are listening because ha 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 you ain't getting this gem oh also i need a little bell muds so every time I drop a gem, I can go ding okay. <laughs> during the process. Get him a little chime, but man. this gem I'm keeping for myself. But it has to do with NFTs. It has to do with Ethereum. And as soon as we're done, I'm going to tell you all about it. Uh, but yeah, we've been doing some research. This crypto shit, this next wave of uh, artists being in charge of everything. Um, you talk, they talk about decentralized money while there's decentralized music yeah. that is on the horizon. Um, think about that just if you understand the concept of decentralization is taking it out of the hands of a centralized computer or a government or anyone who can control it put it solely in the hands of the users build in processes that prevent people from cheating and from fucking it over 
And the more people that are on it and the more it's backed up, the more powerful it becomes. So that's a little breakdown on this shit of blockchaining and, mm -hmm. and some of the crypto just that's like the very top of it. But and I'm no expert. I'm just wrapping my brain around it. But when you start thinking of the applications it can have for an independent artist to be able now to release music solely from yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And put it on, say, a blockchain where someone else can make a purchase of it without mm -hmm. the U.S. dollar now. We're talking mm -hmm. with Ethereum, mm -hmm. Bitcoin, whatever. And do all that shit without paying any taxes, without having to go through any government. Mm -hmm. I could get fan support from fans on the other side of the world. Um, never have to convert any currency. They have right. access to the music that I'm hosting, never having to go through, uh, you know, any any music registry, never mm -hmm. having to go through any music. Yeah, fucking no, stops, medium. No, medium. no medium. It's right to the fucking that's user. That's the best part. Hey, I think. you don't have to go to Spotify. You don't have to go to mm -hmm. anywhere. You could go right to me, and my entire library is there. New shit you've never seen. Music videos, pictures, everything. Everything there. Like is possible through decentralized music right. and through blockchain. It's pretty much it's, it's very interesting. You know, all so, in all, I think um, it's it's we, something that's gonna help artists and the fans. As, as soon as more people really start truly and we, understanding, and we may be ahead of it. Who knows how ahead? You know, right. five, ten years. You know what I mean? Ten, you know, shit tends to move faster because that's how. Five years ago, you you wouldn't even have thought of it. Ten years ago, when me and Rhymes first started hanging out, you know, mm. or even eight, nine years ago. Like we said, the concept of what it means mm -hmm. to be successful was drastically different. Right. You know? Right. Um, even in the sense of money, like now people are famous for being famous. You can generate income off of that. Mm -hmm. And so if you say success is a million dollars, but at the same time as the artist, you have to do all these, jump through all these things and make yourself sound this way and look this way and do these kind of schemes and hustles in order to get that million. I mean, I'm not saying like schemes and hustles like, creativity or anything like be creative do right, all this right, shit right. but i just mean being forced to package it in this way on these platforms with right. these with this audience and being denied the viewership yeah. and the eyeballs we want to create our own template think about that we want to like create our facebook own facebook and all these fools control it they control who the eyeballs are right and imagine taking that power away from them mm -hmm. and saying i'll put out whatever i want and then fucking if they people fuck with it i could get it to as many people as i want you know and, and come right. and they'll come in um Anyway, it has it, it's crazy. Who knows how how ahead of we are? But I, I feel like we're not too far ahead. Like I said, just the more that people, I think all it takes is understanding, and after that, um, the fans I think are gonna love it more because as a fan, you're just gonna appreciate that you can directly support us or other artists because, like you're saying, no medium, no middleman, no one's gonna take a percentage or whatever. It's like, directly dude, going even to like each artist. With with say Spotify, like Spotify is another. We have to submit our music. We have to um, tell them, like, a uh, campaign and bid for our spot mm -hmm. in order to, for them to let people listen to us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even true fans. They could be following you mm -hmm. right now, people who hit that follow button. And there's not enough space because Instagram and certain, and certain platforms have to regulate that space so that people can just see what they think is the most interesting to them or popular posts. Because you can't see all 4,000 people you're following, 20,000 people at one time, right. you know? So that information process is just so limited. Mm -hmm. Imagine someone could just fucking log on to our shit and have access to every video we've created, shit we're working on right now. Podcast, this and that, boom, boom, instantly. Mm -hmm. No fucking, go gotta download this app. 
you got to download this app to hear the music, this app to see the video, this app to... Yeah. They're going to look at it like we're crazy. 10 years from now, like the kids who grow up, like, you had to download all that? Yeah. Five wallets? <laughs> Why do you need Venmo, Cash App, PayPal? Why would you need three or four? You got Venmo? You got Venmo? You got Zen? Like, no. They're be like, fool, you're stupid. Well, you yeah. guys are stupid. Like, you could have just had one thing that did all this shit, right? Yeah. And, and your information, you were giving it away. What you like to click on, what fucking porn you like to jerk off to, what fucking food you like to eat. You've been giving that information away. That shit is worth money. And these companies were literally selling it. So imagine a fucking economy that's more information-based. You're telling me I could get paid just for doing the shit I already like doing? Yeah. As far as getting credit and shit like, now, oh, I could get Ethereum based off of selling you my records for this. Like, mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. I'll take that shit and and people are gonna look like why did we ever give that away that was ours it was worth value these fools made trillions off of it billions and trillions of exactly. dollars off of that info exactly and it was ours like it's gonna it, people mm -hmm. are gonna be like what the fuck no you can't have any of it you can't see anything I've ever seen and if you want access to it you're gonna give me some money so it's a crazy ass fucking time yeah. I think I'm almost out of time so um, I'm going to shut up now but I'm going to thank you, whoever clicked on this to watch us and watch your boy. The inaugural Viva Mezcal podcast. I was going to say Mudscast because I was thinking of Muds right now. That's the name of yours, Mudscast. Mudscast. You're welcome. You're welcome. Shouts out to Alan Ryan. Where's the triangle? Oh, another gem. Bing. <laughs> <laughs> the triangle. I don't think that's a little too over the top. I like the little ding. And the fucking. Um, but yeah. Reporting from EOTR Studio, I'm so glad I was able to do this. Uh, we'll dive in on another episode, elaborate more on what's going on in my head and with more homies to come through and bless it. And we'll see what happens with this whole thing. Um, as always, I end it by saying peace. We out.